ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Let's do a sound check. Can you hear me? I hear you wonderful. Okay, now this is something I've never done ever is uh, try to patch someone into a live show feed with Facebook. This might work. Now, I can hear you good. good. You can hear me. Good. Um, yes. Folks out there in MixLR, let me know if you can hear Brother Arch Bonima. Now, if you can, we'll proceed. If not, I will bring him in via cell phone. Um, I use some special software. And so typically I bring people in either uh, Skype or phone. But if this actually works, this should be pretty cool. Again, folks. Yeah, I, get, I have really good signal, so it's working really well. This would give us another option. Again, somebody in MixLR, let me know if you can hear Arch. Okay. Uh, Brother Arch, thank you for holding on for me. We were running a little bit late tonight. We had an emergency prayer request. Prayed for a brother with pneumonia. And, uh, you know, when someone tells you they're sick, uh, how often do we maybe say, well, we'll keep you in prayer? I've done that before. But folks, yes. the better thing is get them on the phone and pray or in person if you can. And uh, You know, I almost always do that. And so many times people are shocked. They say no one's ever done that before. Wow. Give me just a second, Brother Arch. I'm still waiting for someone to uh, check in with me from MixLR and um, okay. make sure that the audio is working. And... Um, Brother, it's been a little while since we've done a program together. How you been since last time? Really busy. I mean, it's just, it's really, really good. We're getting so many requests for preaching in countries that don't allow Christianity or, you know, don't allow it or in some cases persecution is. So, wow. yeah, it's been really busy every well, day, a couple times a day. It's great to hear from you. Let's proceed. I think this is going to work. Brother Arch, you want to open us in prayer? Sure. Father God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you that all of our needs are met according to your riches and glory. And Lord, whatever time that we have left before you return, help us to be the most effective, fruitful people that we can be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, my friend, for making time for us today, and you've got all the time you like. Uh, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. Take it away, my brother. All right. Well, the Bible talks about what the world will be like in the last days. And many times people have seen one or two signs and said, this must be it. But now we're seeing a convergence. This is the first time in history when all the signs are happening at the same time. And because of that, I think that there is a smaller group of people. Um, the Bible refers to them as a remnant 
who are really understanding what's going on. And the world is searching for answers right now. And we never, I've never seen this before. I'm 70 years old and I've been in 106 countries. I have never seen so much hunger for people wanting to know what's happening. Amen, brother. You know, there's doors open to us that the Apostle Paul didn't have. I mean, you're mentioning uh, you can minister via Zoom or Skype, whatever, uh, with people around the world. So uh, praise the Lord for what he's doing. And uh, back over to you. Yeah, you know, that's really important because pastors are being persecuted in many countries. There's more persecution of Christians going on than any other time in world history right now. And it's not being reported in most cases. But the pastors are scared. And three times a week I preach at pastors' conferences. And pastors need it as much as the people need to hear it. They need to have the encouragement and their faith built up. So the technology that uh, we are using right now was prophesied in the Bible, too, that there would be a great increase in, in learning, a great increase of people traveling true and full. And we we are traveling by Skype and by all the other sources, too, even though the Bible couldn't describe it that way. But we are traveling uh, by these ways. Absolutely, my friend. So what is it like when you're uh, ministering to people in another country? Do you use a local translator there? How does that work? I do. I have four, four, excuse me, four translators in four different countries that I use specifically them because I know them, I trust them, and they're going to translate what I'm doing correctly. And we do it by video so that I can see the people that I'm talking to in the crowds each time. And it's interesting because more and more people are showing up. And the amazing thing is I'm getting much larger groups of men. 60 to 70% of our audiences are men. I have never had that before. It's usually 60 to 70% or more are women. I'm getting men in these countries. Wow. Now, Brother Arch, um, how does this actually work? Uh, do you use Skype or Zoom? And uh, will your local coordinator get people uh, in a room? And um, what do they do? They put it up on like an iPad or a phone? How does this work, actually? Well, they actually don't get to see me. I'm talking to the translator. So he usually uses his phone. Now, I use, I use Messenger more often than anything else. But really? you can use Skype or whatever. It's, but I use Messenger. It's the easiest for people to use. Uh, Skype also works. But uh, I'm talking about countries like Dubai, like Nepal, like Pakistan, like India, North India, and areas that, you know, they can't freely talk about Jesus and the gospel. Now, will it be audio only, or do you also get video? feeds to the phone it all depends if i have a strong signal we do a video if i don't have a strong signal we just do audio amazing and what do you see coming through the other side is it like people people in a uh, house church how's that work yeah actually about half the time it's a house church and half the time it's outside they just if it's not raining out they just gather the groups of people outside they're only told the night before and i generally been getting about 30 to 50 people each time and we do this three or four times a day. I have a couple other pastors who do it with me. Uh, I do it twice a day, and most of the other guys do it once a day. But um, the people in the villages, because it's getting to be so well-known in these countries, that if one day notice, so that the authorities don't have time to go after, but in one day notice, we can get, get 35 to 50 people out in one day notice. 
and then we either meet outside in a lot in under a tree uh, in a house we've had many times when people found out what we're doing and the weather's bad or it was raining out they just volunteer us to use their home and those people weren't even Christians that is amazing now brother Arch uh, do you also do any local on the ground feeding programs or is it all uh, just ministry uh, via the uh, Facebook well, we put in a lot of water wells. We don't use feeding programs because feeding only lasts a short period of time. And um, there's a lot of other organizations that do feeding programs. But I put in a lot of water wells because we can put in a water well in these countries. I have volunteers. I don't have to pay for any of the labor. Just the parts for $550, we can put in a water well. Whoa. And these water wells, we've been doing this for, well, three years. And every well that we're using put in is still working. 550 bucks. Man, that's the best deal I've ever heard of. That is pretty cool. Uh, well, our average well is 90 feet deep. They can hit they can hit water at 30, but it's not sweet water or fresh water the way you use it. They use sweet water. So they keep going down. We've gone down as far as 150 feet, but um, the price is the same. We have the people that we work with. It's just $550 a well, and it'll generally take care of a well of 500 to 600 people so it's roughly for one dollar a well we can give them water every day now we can feed the people once or we can give the people water every day man i had no idea you were involved in that uh is there an opportunity for people if they wanted to support the ministry and uh, pay for some wells to get involved with you sure i'd love to have them we could we have so many villages that the that the water is so bad all they have is river water and if you saw the pictures of it it looks like coffee or they have stagnant pond water that's the only water they have for eating for drinking for cooking for for bathing for their animals for everything that's their only source of water so when we put in a well there's a huge celebration we, we always, always start a church at the same time as we plant the well We'll start a church over there, and instantly we have a big church. Amazing. Now, do they send you pictures or video of the well that they put in for verification? Oh, yeah, and we, and we, do, a, we do a live online, as I'm preaching, too, on a well dedication. But oh, then we wow. get all the wells, and we also put a permanent plaque by the well that this, was, this well was sponsored by. And then if the people want their name, we put them, the name an American Christian because in many of these people the in many of these areas the great Satan are Americans and Christians those are the people that they're, they're taught to hate Amazing. so now there's, there are wells going up that say this well was provided by American Christian and his family in Jesus name wow man I'm getting excited about that program folks uh, we'll give you some details for the shows over and how you can get a hold of Brother Arch now um, let me ask too. In some of these countries, have you heard any of these stories of uh, actual people uh, being sold into slavery and being bought out of slavery? Have you ever encountered that? No. Um, I've like heard, I heard stories of it, yes, but I haven't had a first-hand recount account of it. I was curious. We've had a lot of first-hand recount of persecution in terms of my pastors I'm preaching to being killed. Houses being burned down, churches being burned down. As far as sold into slavery, I've heard the stories. I just have not had a first-hand account of it. Reason I asked is I had a, a friend, um, and he told me that there was a country like Pakistan, I think it was, where 
there were some Christians that were being uh, sold into slavery. They had taken out loans, couldn't pay it back. And so they were indebted to the Muslim who um, gave them the loan. And to work it off, they had to bake bricks. And many of them would be in slavery for a decade or more. And uh, there Oh, was a- that all the time. Yes, I hear that all the time. Now, that's... But they don't call them. They call them indentured servants. Okay. Now that, yeah, that's and actual... that's I preach to them all the time. Not only that, but there's no schooling for them because they do not want them to read or write. That's indentured. So we now have we in Pakistan. We have four schools, and we teach kids in the daytime, and the parents come in the evenings and weekends to learn how to read and write, and and we use the Bible for teaching them how to read and write. That's amazing. So, uh, but they have that... a huge percentage, up to forty percent of their population in Pakistan cannot read or write, and most of those are the indentured servants, which we call slaves. Indentured slavery, folks. Can you imagine that? Uh, you take a loan out. You can't pay it back. Well, it's not like uh, you have to dodge uh, credit collectors or go bankrupt. They actually grab you. You become a slave until the the uh, the man says you paid your debt. That could be 20 years. I mean, we saw one guy who was in his 80s having to get up and work long hours baking bricks it almost sounds like uh, the slavery that Israel had to go through in Egypt. And um, Well, actually, it's worse than that because uh, if the debt's not paid and the person dies, they're passed on to the children and grandchildren. So many God times these mercy. people, they're the third or fourth generation that's still paying off debts. And if the people are paid, they're only paid in the company money that can only be spent in the company store. And as they do that, they allow the people to run up credit you know more than what they have because they pay them so little and that way they keep them forever because if they pay them in the local currency it'd be possible for people for save up enough money to buy the way out and quit but they only wow. pay them in the current company company only produced place and they're living in company provided buildings so they have no freedoms at all this is horrific now is there uh, an opportunity for people to buy freedom for others no, we don't. We don't do that because if it becomes profitable for people to doing that, you'll find out there'll be more people who are put into it. So oh. we don't want to create that as a profit motive for people. I, but what is better for people is to teach them, educate the people, teach them how to read or write. Yes. Give them the gospel. We we use audio Bibles. And here's the interesting thing: in the U.S., if you buy a big volume, the cheapest I can find audio Bibles are twenty nine ninety five. We make them in Pakistan for $5.50. Wow. No. And we've given out 12,000 of them in the last nine months. What do you mean by now, an these audio are, Bible? What is it, what does it actually consist of? It's about a four by, it's about four inch by four inch uh, box. It looks like a speaker and it's rechargeable, has a chargeable battery and same as they use for cell phones. See, the UN has given all these people cell phones for free. Because that way they can track them, keep track of where they are and so forth. Okay. So the same chargers that they use for their cell phones, they can charge in this speaker. The speaker has a chip in it that has the whole Bible in their language, which in Pakistan is an Urdu language, in their language where they can listen to the Bible. And six to ten people can listen to the Bible at a time. And we find that, that many of these people are now sharing their Bibles with other people's neighbors, coworkers. We had a we had a village that we did on the on the Indian borders in Pakistan, but fifty one people were baptized from one Bible. They kept sharing it with the people they're working with, 
and one day we baptized 51 people from one Bible, one audio Bible that was just shared through the community over a three-month period. Man, that's exciting. So they actually make these smart speakers there in Pakistan? We, yeah. They, you can obtain well, them? Well, they buy the pieces and assemble them. Okay. And that's how they do it. So oh. they don't actually make the pieces. They just buy all the pieces, assemble them. And again, no, we don't pay any labor. The people are volunteering to do this. All I have to do is buy the parts, just like the wells. Man. The reason the wells are so cheap is because we don't have any... Uh, we don't have any labor expense, any travel expense. We don't reimburse, ex- except for buying materials, we don't reimburse our people, the volunteers, for anything that we do, including my interpreters who travel at their own cost to their own villages, whether it's by motorcycle or wow. however they get there, or, or buses or however they get there. The interpreters do that at their own expense, and um, all of the money that we get either goes to buy the Bibles or goes to buy wells, whatever the donor sends it in for. Well, I tell you what, you really uh, made it work. We've seen some infomercials that are looking for three to $6,000 donation to do one well. Um, I well, think there's the reason the reason for that, by the way, this is the same wells as they do, okay? Yes. When you look at the equipment, the picture, it's the same wells. In fact, most of ours turn out nicer. We have a nice cement pad around it, you know, with their area around it. Yes. But they cover the overhead of their ministry, cover the overhead of the people that travel. Call You know, 90% of the money they're raising for that is going to, you know, TV overhead of the ministry. Sure. Wow. Well, we don't have any because our ministry has no expense. My wife and I pay all the expenses of the ministry. There's no salaries, including ourselves. And, you know, 100% of every dollar goes in, goes to the people. And um, and even even the people on the other end get no salary. So and no one gets reimbursed expenses, and we have plenty of volunteers who are willing to do it. This is amazing what you're doing. Uh, we're live with Brother Arch Bonema, and Brother Arch, um, we were in contact with each other, and you were told me to remind you to tell us a story about Nepal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple months ago, we're doing the same thing, putting in water wells in Nepal and audio Bibles in Nepal. Uh, and, and all these areas would give the people a choice of an audio Bible or a written Bible in their language because some people can read, but we give them the audio Bibles that people can't. So in Nepal, uh, my interpreter, I met at a Bible school in Africa about six years ago. He and his wife got married. On the honeymoon, they went to... Bible school together for two-year Bible school, then went back to Nepal, and that's how we got started with them. So anyway, we've been putting water wells and planting churches with them. There's a lot of persecution in some areas of Nepal, just like other countries, and he was always worried about being arrested and being beaten, because that's what happens. And one day, this is only about two months ago, my interpreter was speaking to about 300 people, because more people were showing up than what we had wanted. He was preaching. The police came and arrested him. He was brought into the police station and beaten. And he was beaten on and off and questioned for, for a couple of hours. Then the police captain came in, and he started grilling him and asked. And he's being charged with blasphemy because he was preaching against the religion, the, which, of course, is Muslim in that, in that area. And... Uh, my pastor, my pastor, my interpreter says no, and he he preached for an hour, telling the police captain, police chief, 
what he was preaching. At the end of the hour, this is like 13 hours into it, okay? So he had been interrogated by all these other people, beaten by these other people. Then the police chief comes in, spends an hour with the police chief. When the police chief gets done after that hour, he, he apologizes for the fact that he got beaten, takes out his business card, writes his name on the card, and says, use this card anywhere you go in my region, which is equivalent of uh, two counties in the U.S. This is a pretty significant region. He would be like the, you know, the top guy. And he says, with this authority, you can preach anywhere you want. And then as he left, again, he apologized multiple times for beating him. And then he said, as he left, he says, let me know when you're preaching again, and I want to come and hear you. He said, gave every indication that he wanted to receive Christ, but couldn't do that in front of all his people there. And my interpreter, my pastor interpreter, said it so his greatest fear was that he would be arrested, happened, beaten, happened, but it gave him but now the police chief gave him the authority to go and preach anywhere in the region and have his card and it so emboldened him that he can now do this without having that fear. Brother, that's a miracle because we're talking to Paul, that's like a Chinese communist satellite nation, isn't it? It absolutely it is, yes. Yes. Amazing. Wow. God is opening and some, up. Some of people in Pakistan and Nepal, northern India, it's bad in all those areas. We had three weeks ago we had a, a region in in Pakistan where we had nine cities that I've been preaching in for about a year, just different places in there where they burned in, in one night they burned twenty four churches and 550 homes in one night and took all the Bibles out of these places because they had been watching where I was preaching, who the people were, took the Bibles and burned the Bibles, which are audio Bibles and written Bibles, burned them separately on top of everything else. And within the last three weeks, as of Saturday, we've replaced every Bible that was burned. You just burn one Koran and you'll have a worldwide uh, situation going on. Why isn't there any uproar here in the West, the news, the American church, at a Bible being burned? I, I know we turned the other cheek, of course, and overlooked their faults, see their needs, but I haven't heard this kind of news. Uh, that sounds like almost a military operation. They attack so many churches simultaneously. Well, the Pakistan government, a month ago, well, six weeks ago now, six weeks ago in Sweden, uh, a couple of years ago, Sweden opened up the doors and invited all the Muslims to come in. They wanted to show the world how they were such right. in their open-door policy, welcomed all in. And unfortunately, they got a lot of the militant ones that came in also. And crime skyrocketed over there. And finally, the Swedes got, in some of the communities, got enough of it. And some of them burned the Quran there. And oh. that made national news. When they burned the... It made international news when right. they burned the Quran. Well, the the Pakistan government put out a mandate, published it, posted. I got pictures of it, telling people that in retribution for them burning their Quran, we're going to burn the churches and the Bibles and kill the pastors, and that's what they have been doing. God, have and they've been doing this with the government mandating it. I mean, not just saying oh. it's okay, not just overlooking it. The government mandated them to kill the Christians. 
good grief. And, of course, our American State Department looking the other way. They're not probably doing anything. They don't that. care. No. Yeah. Especially not the State Department. Yeah, they don't care. God have mercy. Uh, folks, this really brings a whole new meaning to If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you as a servant greater than the master. Listen, brothers and sisters in Christ are being persecuted right now, real time. Places like Pakistan. I heard um, similar stories about India was going on. Uh, right next door. Very bad. Um, in, in India, uh, about the same time, the week before this happened in India, they went into community and killed 147 people. Most of them were burned in the churches and burned in their homes. In other words, oh, they locked the doors and set them on fire. But in one night, 147 Christians killed. God, they have mercy. Mozambique. And none of the news. I saw the local news and had it interpreted that showed pictures of it and telling the story. But there's nothing in the, in the U.S. news or even the rest of the world news because they don't care. God have mercy. And, you know, when they did this in, in Pakistan, I have lots of videos because a lot of the Christians there took videos of what happened. And people were celebrating and singing when they burned the churches, 24 churches and 550 homes. There was a great celebration and singing and praising Allah for what had happened. So when you say, why don't we do anything? Well, that's because they're celebrating that. And, you know, and the government's mandating that. So why would anybody stop that? Church is in a mess, folks. And um, speaking of Pakistan, does my memory serve me correctly that they're due for an election and uh, one of the guys that was a past, uh, maybe president or prime minister, whatever they call them there, uh, was arrested and put in jail. Have you heard any story about this? Oh, ab- absolutely, right. It's, it's not just a story. It's all you can find in the news. Just do a search on it. And he was arrested, similar to what's happening to Trump. It was a bogus election in terms of that. There's a lot of election fraud. The votes yes. were. The guy was winning by a landslide, and then the last minute, another person won. The person who was there was a really good guy. And he, the guy who was there, was allowing uh, Christianity to be freely taught. I'm not saying he was a Christian, right. but he was allowing Christianity to be freely taught. When the guy who replaced him, of course, then shut it down and locked it all up. But uh, So just like Trump, after the election and the guy was saying, this is a fraud, they arrested him and put him in jail. And now, I say Trump that because jail yet, but. Uh, the CIA is reported to have uh, pulled the coup. And if our yeah. government's behind that, uh, that means they got blood on their hands uh, for what is going on right now over there to the Christian church. Folks, this is horrible. Absolutely. But all the more reason why ministries got to get into these places. If people like yourself don't minister to these countries, how is the gospel going to reach them? Blessed be the feet of those that carry the gospel. Somebody's got to get the well, gospel to them. Yeah, here's another problem is there's so much false... You know, the Bible warns the last generation there'd be a lot of apostasy, a great falling away. There is so much false prophets and false teaching on the Internet and TV. And because these pastors have no seminary, no Bible school to go to, they're learning what they're seeing on TV. And it's just a tragedy how much false teaching is being taught. Including prosperity gospel? Absolutely. Pakistan? Lord have mercy. Uh, yeah. Lord Jesus have mercy. 
Um, this is horrific what is going on. Now, we're talking Pakistan and India and Nepal. Um, I've got another friend uh, who six months ago, he told me he was beginning to do uh, Zoom uh, preaching into some house churches there in China, which was amazing too. Um, now, I think it's uh, India that's got, what, 1.7 billion people and probably China another billion and a half. Uh, these are nations that uh, there's a real price to pay for being a Christian or trying to preach the gospel, especially in China too. Well, my wife and I traveled overseas once a month for 27 years. Really? To go on a mission field. I ran my own business, so we took out one week a month for 27 years. When the lockdowns have it, we couldn't travel, and now I started doing this way. But this is so much more effective this way because now I can preach every day, seven days a week, and I don't have the travel time and the lost distance. So what we thought was going to be really bad, lockdowns come, I can't travel anymore, all of a sudden it created a new opportunity for us. And so, yeah, the lockdowns really, really helped our business because I can preach to so many more people doing it this way than what I could when we had to travel to the country. This is amazing. Uh, how do you come about contacts uh, to preach in these countries? Uh, is it a matter of someone will contact you from, let's say, India or Pakistan and say, hey, would you come here and preach? Um, is that typically how you get the invitation to do it? Uh, well, yes, however, I have staff on the ground because I've been to this so many times. Okay. I have staff on the ground who can go and verify what they're doing. And many of the times that people are requesting me to come to preach or do something, uh, we don't do it because there's just major red flags. Okay. You know, they're trying to build up a ministry or make money or build a church or whatever happens. So, um, yeah, I have to... really, really good people that I trust completely okay. on the ground that I know. Okay. And I appreciate that. Um, it helps to verify. Um, are there options for other countries as well that may be opening up? Um, man, I would like to, I wish there was some way we could crack North Korea nut. You know, uh, for six months, I was on shortwave going into North Korea uh, with a Korean language program. But the problem with a country like that, the Hermit Kingdom, is uh, you probably will never get any response back uh, if someone was even able to receive the signal because, you know, most of the country loses power at That's night. That's correct. Um, I know the program was being broadcast, though, because we had people in other countries that were picking it up, we were broadcasting from the island of Palau. And I figured, if nothing else, maybe the border guards who have to monitor the signals coming in maybe would hear the gospel. But um, this is amazing. Um, Yeah, here's what's interesting. You know, the Bible talks about the last generation. Yes. And so much has happened. I mean, obviously, in 1948, Israel became a nation. Yes. That's one of the biggest starting points. But there's increasing technology, the opportunities it has... We could have never done this uh, a generation ago because all these people, the UN, who I'm not a favor of, gives all these people cell phones. They cannot, because these people don't have electricity in their homes. They don't have running water. They don't have electricity. They don't have anything. But they have cell phones that when they go to work at these brick factories, they have power there that they can power that they can charge their cell phones. Okay. So they charge they charge the audio Bibles, which will run for eight to ten hours uh, on a charge. And um, they can charge them there. So the UN is charging these these audio Bibles for free for the people. 
This is amazing, actually. Um, and that's the best deal I've ever seen. Now, I'm in Indonesia and Bali, and um, a local pastor that I know told me about these uh, solar panel audio Bibles in the Bahasa Indonesian language. And I actually have one of them. It's pretty cool. But um, I think it was supplied by something like In Touch Ministries from America. And uh-huh. uh, this looks like it'd be more than $5. So I thought, this is well, kind of cool. Yeah, but- actually, we've, we've used those before, and they do cost quite a bit more. Um, but it takes a long time to charge them on their solar. Okay. Uh, they cost okay. a lot more money. Yes. And uh, they're kind of cool. We did use them, but they're pretty expensive. But these are very inexpensive. We can make them, and they can be charged while the people are working. And it doesn't cost anything to people to charge them. But what's interesting is a lot of these employers now have found out that when we're preaching there and the people become Christians, that productivity goes up. Really? So some of the employers now are giving, allowing 30-minute breaks for us to preach to the people at their work. Now, that's that's pretty cool. Sure, because they find out the people are working better and working harder. So they're given the time for the workers. Well, actually, they get a 30-minute work break. So what they do is they just allow us to preach during that 30-minute work break. Now, is this only in the Urdu language, or have you been able to do the same thing in India and maybe like Hindi or Tagalog yeah, or whatever? Yeah, whatever yeah all those. Well, Hindi and Urdu are the primary ones. but Amazing. Um, we could do this in other countries as I have three other pastors who are full-time pastors in the U.S. who are helping me at this point, but we could we have far more requests than we have pastors. What is the so source of the actual audio Bible? Is this uh, is this a, a a full text like uh, old and new, or just New Testament? How's that work? It's old and New Testament, and it's wow. in Urdu. There's, there's a lot of places that have you know online Bibles in different languages. Okay, and we just download, we download these on a chip and put the chip in these uh, audio Bibles. So that's where we get it from. Brother, I'm so intrigued. They can, they, can, they can put any language in it because it's just the chip. You just download the chip that you want into it, and oh. that's how it goes. So a little, little micro, like a micro SD or an SD card or whatever it is? Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is, yes. This is pretty cool. Now, if someone and when we in... put when we put, in those, when we put the SD cards into the... Uh, audio box that we're using yes. then we use yeah. we use a really strong glue so people can't take it out and use it for other things oh, okay. so the boxes are sealed up once we put them in and that way they you know they don't just steal them or sell them or use them for music boxes and that kind of stuff okay now that's that's it's actually it. smart um, now if someone's out there is tuning in and is interested uh, in maybe um uh, sending some of these audio Bibles over there. Do you need to send more of these out? How are you doing? Can you use any help? Oh, we could use so many more, yes. We, uh, we're we doing about a little over, about 1500 a month right now because that's all we have. My, it's basically 90% of the money is coming from my wife and myself. Wow. So, because we have not been promoting it for advertising it because for the safety of the people we're working with, you know, we... Absolutely. We haven't done any fundraising on it. Well, I want to get involved, and maybe someone out out there does too. Uh, how can they go about contacting you? Do you take uh, PayPal or Cash App, anything like that? How about if I just give you the information offline and they contact you? Okay. And provide that for them, right? Because I don't want to give it on the air. Okay, okay. I, I appreciate that. Fair enough. That's what we'll do. Folks, if any of you are interested, contact me, and uh, 
I will be a conduit to get the information to you from Brother Arch. If you're interested, like the wells, we send the we send the pictures of the wells. They send me the pictures. We have a whole process we do. They send me the pictures when before they start well, well drilling, during the process well drilling, and then when when it's done and we have the dedication to the well, we have all the pictures so people can see it's a different location. It's not the same well over and over again, and and everything. So we have a really good. Uh, accountability process same with the Bibles we have the accountability process when we're giving out the Bibles and the people who are receiving the Bibles and you know we can do a lot of this live of course we record it but we can do a lot of this live so people never have to wonder are these people really getting Bibles or using the same ones over again wow this is exciting well I'm going to queue up some tithe and earmark it for uh, well and some Bibles Um, this really put your money where you can see a real return uh, souls folks and uh, Jesus said if you give a child a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple you will in no wise lose your reward think about that Well, if, if you saw the water that these people were drinking and I have pictures I'll be happy to send you the, the, the rivers were the baptizing people at like I said it looks like dirty you cannot see through the cup at all Amazing. So for many of the teenagers, this is the first fresh water, they call it sweet water, they've ever tasted it. So when you when we have the dedication of the well dedication, the happiness, the joy of the people as they're pumping the water and they're tasting it, it's just unbelievable how excited the people are over water. And a lot of these women have to walk. Our connection breaking up just a bit. Can you still hear me, Brother Arch? You may have lost Wi-Fi. Hang on a second. Okay, folks, let's see if I can get Brother Arch back on. Hold on. Okay, let's try him again. Stand by. Okay, can you hear me? We can hear you. Only lost you for about five seconds. You said... um, Something about the ladies going up to get the water? Yeah, they'll have to walk. Ladies will have to walk hours each direction to get water every day for their family. Now they can pump, and then the water's very dirty. It tastes bad. It's, it smells bad. It's horrible water. But putting in a well, they they are when they're standing in line to pump the water, they're singing. <laughs> videos of these ladies are just they're singing and praising God for their water well. And many of these places, these villages, after we put in the well and it becomes so popular, the Muslims come in and put in a well. However, they say, with our well, you have to join our mosque to have the water. People don't. People come to the Christian well, which, which there's no requirements for it. They come to that, and of course, it's made the Muslims very angry, and that's probably part of the reasons why they burn so many churches. That's all part of it. But even the Muslims are coming to the Christian wells to get the water because it's this nice fresh water and there's no charge now Arch I want to ask you one more question before we close when you actually um, preach to the people in these nations um, how long would you typically hold a um, a meeting and uh, what do you do you bring um, uh, the gospel to them some bible reading what's the format of these services that you're doing well we work with the local pastors by interpreting pastors we do the interpretation, 
work with the local churches. So the local churches will invite the people in their community to come, and then um, the four of us take turns. You know, we each have our own interpreter, so they will invite the people to come. Now, when the people come, if they pray to receive Christ, we give them an audio Bible. And if, at the, after they've listened to the audio Bible and understand what it's about, then a week later, we'll do a baptism for the people. Oh, wow. And that's what I did this morning. We baptized 31 people this morning. But we do the baptism for the people so they know exactly what they are being baptized for, the reason and the purpose of the baptism. Now, where did you all actually baptize the people? Was it in a bathtub, a pool, lake? Yeah. Where? Well, these, these people are pretty cool. Sometimes it's just, just in the dirty river or the dirty pond. But we've had sometimes when we already had a well there, they dug a hole in the ground, put a tarp in the ground, and filled it with five-gallon buckets. We'll fill it, and I got pictures of that, too. Wow. It's just a, a bright orange tarp that they laid in the hole, and they dug a hole, laid in, and the people just pumped water from the wells and baptized the people in that hole in the ground. That's pretty uh, ingenious. I like that. That's kind of cool. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening. <laughs> we have times where lately, lately where our interpreters, um, if they find out, if the other side can find out when we're preaching, they'll shut on the Wi-Fi in that area the night, the day of it. So if we if we tell them, if the people are told the night before that at such and such a location we'll be doing the preaching, that Wi-Fi is shut down there. Whoa. Our interpreters have done such a good job of listening to all our messages they just take good notes of when we preach, and they just preach, preach the way that they pro, pro, uh, taught the last session. Oh, which I thought was pretty cool. Those guys too. Yeah. I need to ask you this. This is uh, something I went to know for a while. Okay, let's say Pakistan, for example. Um, you may not have a house or a car, but you have a cell phone. And um, do the Pakistanian uh, Christians there? Do they? Uh, are they able to get out and hit YouTube and things like that? Um, do they use shortwave radios over there still? Do you have any information on that? Well, they don't have enough data usually to do YouTube. Uh, they can get some. It depends on where they're at. Because okay. some of the bigger cities, you can have it. And they get it. And that's the problem because, like I said, they're listening to a lot of false preachers and a lot of false teaching. So... Um, it's not necessarily good that they do have a lot of it, but yes. So their their internet connectivity may be limited, but um, um, what about shortwave? When you talk to them again, would you just query for me, is anybody still using shortwave radios over there? Uh, it's possible. I have never asked. Okay. It's because everybody uses it this way, I've never asked. I would like to know what the viability is still of doing shortwave um, in some of these remote locations there where internet may not be used so I, they may not even use it anywhere anymore over there I hear some place in China is still using it and of course Korea to some extent um, Arch I want to thank you for coming on today that's a powerful testimony folks we'll get contact information we'll put you in contact with Arch if you want to uh, partner with him would you like to close us in prayer today Arch sure Father we thank you for this day again and we thank you that you've given us the opportunities to preach to these people, to give you the word, to give encouragement to these peoples in these last days. I pray that you continue to open doors, that you pretend that you continue to protect these people, giving us opportunity and giving us favor with the people so that we can do this. Help us to be effective, even more effective, each day as we get closer to the last days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hey, I got a double blessing being here with you today. Uh, learned about an awesome opportunity through your ministry. And uh, Brother Arch, in 10,000 shows, we've never done a program with Facebook Messenger. I didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Lord just opened up some new technology for us tonight. If Skype goes down, we got a backup now. Um, my friend, we love you, and uh, I want to get you on in a few weeks if you have time available. Have you come back and tell the audience who have never heard the story about your trip in the search of Noah's Ark, if you'd like to come back and do that? Sure, I'd be happy to. In the meantime, I'm going to send you a bunch of pictures oh. so that if, it, if you can post them on your on yep. your Facebook or your website, just I'll send you a bunch of pictures of what we're doing. So Excellent. Also, if you would, send me a picture of these little devices, um, the $5 oh, sure. audio cubes. That would be kind of cool. I want to see that technology. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Bye. Hey, folks. Is that the coolest thing or what? Audio Bible in the Urdu language in Pakistan. Five dollars. Again, I've got one of these devices, and I was thinking, this is so cool. Maybe I could get some of these and send them out. And I looked, and I think they're thirty to forty dollars each. Brother Arch is the man. God gave him the technology to do it right and to do it cheap. Five dollars. Audio cubes. Now I've I know about that technology, but I had no idea you get it done so cheap. Um, this is amazing, and a well. Folks, I will tell you the going rate for a well is three to four thousand dollars. Every time I've ever heard someone digging them, same kind of well, but arch cut to the middleman, five hundred and fifty dollars. I'm going to earmark some tithing offering to that. Believe me. Thank you, mom. Mom, how is Judah doing? Okay, folks, lift up baby Judy's got a fever tonight, and we prayed for him, but we appreciate some backup prayer and also Jemima. She's had runny nose, although Judah. Just came down with a fever tonight. Um, we're believing the Lord for uh, some direction. I'm convinced that we've got mold in this house, and that's the root cause of our recurrent sinus infections. And when you get something like that, you just got to get out. Uh, just praying that God will keep us uh, until we can move wherever that is. He hadn't told me yet, so I can't get ahead of the Lord. Anyway, keep them in prayer. The other blessing tonight is, again, the ability to do these programs, Facebook Messenger. I didn't think it was going to uh, be compatible with my mixing board and MixLR. It worked. Oh, boy. God just gave us some new technology. I've had Facebook all, all along never knew I could use it. This is amazing. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm excited. This was a divine appointment. Well, I hope you enjoyed the program tonight. We had King Ran Ritchie, Terry Jefferson, and some testimony with our friend Arch Bonema. He was a businessman, um, entrepreneur, and he is a evangelist preaching in many of these countries where the only way to get in the gospel is going to be through social media, like he mentioned, safely. You go there on the ground, you risk losing your head. And I know people that have been in there, but things are changing. And uh, some of these places, you better be led by the Lord if you're going in there on the ground physical because you might not come out. If God tells you to go in, well, God's with you. 
and aside from that you use any technology that he's opened up to get in there I want to get into some of the communist bloc countries again we've been in there before how effective they were I just don't know it's a hard read when you're doing shortwave but you get some instant feedback doing it the way he's doing it this is very interesting and exciting uh I like opportunities like this where you can actually see some fruit, you know? Other things we don't know until we meet the Lord. How would you know when you're pumping the a message into a nation where people don't have internet and they can't write you back, or if they do and they get caught, they get sent to prison or executed? There are countries like that on the globe, as I mentioned. North Korea is one of them. China, very dangerous. Vietnam communist you can go to jail for preaching the gospel over there well but yet people are getting into these countries there's a device that a guy um, who's in former special forces and he specializes in witnessing to some of these nations like North Korea and China Um, they're on the cutting edge and some years ago there was a little device where they were able to put the word on a laser beam and um, even a hologram it's like a hologram bible I think that's what it was called and the technology exists and it's something like out of the movie the born identity you remember number one born identity the guy's got amnesia and he's went in gotten shot He's picked up by a fisherman, and the guy is uh, trying to give him first aid and keep him alive and notices something on his back, takes a scalpel, cuts it out, and it's a little device. You push the button, and it shoots a laser beam up on the wall with some Swiss bank account numbers, that kind of device. Imagine that, something through a hologram, but the whole King James Bible. That technology exists. And supposedly, it's being sent into some of these nations. That's like a, a James Bond 007 device. I would like to get a hold of one of those. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've also, on my wish list, is I want to get one of the Bibles that is miniaturized on something the size of a postage stamp. And this was done back in the 60s. Or, or like, let's say 1970 somewhere around there um, I don't remember the name of the which it's not um, it's not I, I don't think it was IBM it was one of those something like that they're able to miniaturize the Bible and put it on a little microfilm yeah some of these were supposedly uh, taken up into space and um, you can still buy them I've seen some of them on eBay I remember the days of microfilm. Anybody remember microfilm out there? I don't know if it's used that much anymore. Remember you go to the libraries? They had the card catalogs, and then, of course, if you wanted to look up an article, there was no Internet. It was all microfilm, and they had these um, high-speed microfish, and you get in there, and you had the button, and you're to push it, and you could enlarge it. Remember those? Yeah. Everything was put on microfilm. Well, 
same technology. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. In fact, that reminds me, even going back further, apparently during World War II, the Nazis got involved in miniaturization, uh, miniaturization of documents. And there were these little things, they looked like a crystal. And you would hit it with light, and you would see digitized documents that they'd encoded on crystal. Amazing stuff. I saw a documentary film, and this was featured, and I've never heard of it before or after. Really cool stuff, miniaturization. But now, you know, there are whole new levels of what can be done. And this is part of smuggling operations. How do you get the gospel into a country where the border is in lockdown? Okay, you can't get the Bibles in there to the front door. And either you need a human smuggler to bring them in. They get caught. It can be execution. Or there was a time where people were flying stuff in from with hot air balloon on the border of South Korea. Sent over cash and USB drives. and It has to be smuggled in. No other way to get it in. Except for like shortwave. But then the problem with that is there are jammers. And then outside of Pyongyang, if you were to look at a picture of North Korea from satellite, you would see most of the country in the dark at night. There's no power. Power grids cut off. Now, there are people that have, like, small batteries, like you might have on a motorcycle or a scooter, and they're able to uh, charge these up certain times, and supposedly, you know, there's devices that will power them if the power grid goes down, but, again, you just don't know. Is the word getting in there or not? Now, I have the um, entire New Testament. I paid a a Korean lady in South Korea some years ago. $50 an hour. That was what we agreed on. And I said, read as much of the New Testament as you can in Korean language. Go for, you know, 45 minutes. I pay 50 bucks an hour. And we did this for a number of weeks, and bit by bit, I began to get content until we got the whole New Testament in the Korean language. And then what we were doing for a season is uh, broadcasting every Sunday night right into North Korea. I'm not doing that at this time, and there's no plans at this juncture to do it. Um, We don't have budget for that. But I am interested now in getting involved in Pakistan. And... uh, if you're interested in more information on this, email me. Okay. Uh, don't contact me any other way because um, some people are sending messages on PayPal. Don't do that, please. Could get us in trouble. Uh, contact me on email only for these kind of discussions. Omega Man Radio at ProtonMail.com. That's the best and only way to get me. If you want to reach me, Omega Man Radio at ProtonMail.com. By the way, if you don't have a Proton account, I encourage you to because Yahoo and Gmail are compromised. The only, the last man standing that I know of right now, safe, uncensored email, and I've been testing it now for over seven years, is ProtonMail. Get a free account. I paid a little bit extra so I can get the VPN and additional storage, but protonmail.com.
com. They have an app. You can check your email from the web. It's encrypted. And it takes a court order. It must be approved by a Swiss judge because it's based in Switzerland for any foreign governments to gain access. And uh, it's not like Yahoo that's been hacked three times or Gmail that'll just surrender their records over to the intelligence agencies. It has to be a court order. And so the good news is, uh, aside from that, if you're just using the system, you don't have to worry about hackers being able to intercept you. Uh, there is no 100% secure means of communication that's outside the realm of the NWO if they actually want to get it. But there is a process that they have to go through. But there are third-party hackers now that are always trying to get your data in mind. And they have hacked Yahoo three times. In fact, I got a settlement check the other day. I thought it was a joke. But I must have applied for it some years ago. Got some email that said, uh, sign up uh, because we're in a class action lawsuit because my account and 300 million Yahoo users were hacked. And Yahoo was hacked three times that I know of. Who knows if it was more. So there was a settlement and they paid me like 70 bucks. I cashed it. And it said it was only good for like 30 days. So anyway, I got it. But I don't use Yahoo and Gmail, although I do maintain accounts and because I've had accounts here forever, and if somebody sends me something there, it just forwards to my Proton Mail. But just saying, Omega Man Radio at ProtonMail.com. Or go to my website, and my email's there too. If you don't remember anything else, go to OmegaManRadio.com. You need to bookmark that because that's my main website. Always has been, always will, uh, until the internet goes down. Links on how to listen to the shows, how to access the archives, how to support the program, any other things that I want to put up there that I know I can list and not to worry about social media pulling them down. Use those links. Also, we have players built into the website for IceCast. Try that out sometime, alternate to MixLR. And uh, we're beginning to relaunch Blog Talk Radio, first few hours of the programs. It went down after about two hours today, but... Uh, usually it'll be, it'll be running two to three hours for the whole thing. Okay, that's all we're going to do for today. God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll get these shows uploaded. Don't forget, we have the Omega Man Reloaded, which is where I am remastering our catalog of 10,000 shows and uploading them there bit by bit. So um, sign up for that. It's free too. We have a Podbean app. If you want an app where you can uh, be alerted to new uploads, get that. It's free. Uh, Or we're on a dozen other platforms. Go to my website and learn more about it. I am uploading again to Blog Talk Radio. I'm doing some uploading to YouTube and SoundCloud, limited basis. See if that takes off. And I just uploaded two new videos from Al Cuppet. I say new because they haven't been available online in some time because they were banned by YouTube and Vimeo. But three that I did under my uh, organization called Davis Motion Pictures some years ago. Uh, they're on Podbean. Check them out. I Am versus the New World Order. Twin Brothers Church and Pearls for the Very Elect with Speaker Al Cuppet, my friend. You can get them on Podbean or Brighteon. Brighteon is my new go-to for video. 
uh, links to YouTube and all these channels, go to my website, omegamanradio.com. It's right there. omegamanradio.com. You'll find anything that you want uh, or you need to find regarding us. Folks, in love and appreciate you. Let's pray. Father, Jehovah, in Jesus Christ's name, we lift you up tonight. Thank you for this opportunity. Bless the brothers and sisters who spoke and tune in tonight. Guide and direct us all, Father God. We ask you to lose your healing power into every one of our homes to touch any of our family members that be sick tonight. Lord, you sit in your word and you heal them. We're praying this tonight for all of us, for sick family. Let them be healed and restored tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We come in agreement tonight. We love and appreciate you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity. Continue to give us favor and expand our territory. We pray in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you for the technology tonight of Facebook Messenger. What the devil meant for evil, God, you can turn around and use it for good. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Love and appreciate you all. I want to thank you that have supported this program. It's fueled us and got us on the air tonight. God richly bless you. Anything you can do, we are appreciative of. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. In Jesus' name.